what I wanted to do was apologise yeah. to listeners for... Well, it's gone a bit quiet. The noise of the... Actual dishwasher. Actual dishwasher. Neil, our new uh, producer, failed last week, listeners would have noticed, <laughs> to put in Ben, the former producer's fantastic, incredibly popular sound effect, like the... <laughs> of the toast. Which the crunching I, toast. Sounded like a dog eating a child. It did. Uh, and the... And coffee the, stir. The coffee stir. Bling, 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 bling. And the... And the Oh, there's another noise. That's Got a Hoover. Actual Hoover going on. Vacuum. Vacuum cleaner. Although it's a it's a Henry, isn't it? Mm-hmm. She doesn't like the Dyson. Anyway, we had those sound effects, and at the beginning, the main thing people complained about, before they started just complaining about the content, mm. was these shit sound effects. Uh, but but then they became funny after ten series. I yeah. got used to them, and then they were not there last week. Um, uh, ben, I think Neil tracked Ben down in his Cardiff hideaway, and Ben claimed to have dropped them two series ago. But you think... I don't want to point fingers at anyone, except you. Uh, I've literally got some quite good stories. Go on then. I almost don't want to waste them on the podcast. You don't <laughs> waste them, them on me. <laughs> Okay, here's what my I've got two which I think are great. One I saw this morning. One I was listening to the radio. I was listening to Times Radio, obviously. Major League Cricket is about to start in America. What? Oh yes, I had Liam Plunkett, former rather good uh, English quick bowler. He's gone. He's gone over there to. to I think he's a Geordie. I'm going to be playing in the San Francisco Unicorns. <laughs> and it's uh, what? It, it was, Neil covers his face. Is that not a good Geordie? Hi, that's Liam Plunkett. No, 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 no. Get the ball in the right area. No, <laughs> <laughs> Liam Plunkett by solution. It's in the right area. No, it's uh, Liam Plunkett's going to play in the Major League no, for San Francisco. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. going to play from... Oh. And also, so, they, they, so Major League Cricket, they called it ma- Major League because they have Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball. They have, that's what... The, anyway, the next Cricket World Cup, I think the 2020 World Cup, is going to be in the Caribbean and America. What? Whose stupid idea is this? I, I didn't get that far into the story because okay. I was hustling back to prepare for the radio and this podcast mm-hmm. and everything not in time to do research but it's it's someone big there is money it's like 14 million 50 million it's like the most money that's ever been put in to start it oh no wait i'm confusing with they're about to buy manchester united who's Sorry. buying manchester united an american or some saudis oh, okay. somebody's buying manchester united in other interest for like properly five billion pounds okay and it's the most that's ever been paid for any Sporting franchise apart from something else. The cricket one is like brand. the cricket's seven hundred and forty-three pounds, right? Uh, not counting sandwiches. Okay. Uh, but the, but it's the, the cricket in the major league. These teams, including the San Francisco Unicorns, you can really hear that dishwasher now. It doesn't matter. It's no, really good. Keep it's going. domestic. Oh, I see. The Seattle Orcas, New York Sons of Bitches. No, I don't know. I'm trying to make up some other hilarious. Okay. I don't know what other you know, American names. Why the, would you call a cricket team? The, the Alabama Oreos. The, the Orcas. It's a sea Coming on to bowl at the, at the, at the Sea World End. Coming on to bowl at the Disney World End with his left arm twirl. He's at Sam Corrin. Um, so basically, I thought, it's funny, isn't it? That, we, but they've been trying. So they, sort of historically, sort of throat clearing paragraph, America yeah. used to play cricket. In the, in the 19th century, cricket was huge in America. Really? Still, well, because still, they were still basically English in the right. first part of the 19th mm-hmm. century. So they played cricket and they were fit. The first international fixture, I think, was England against America. Um, and they got into it and then they started playing baseball instead because they was like, fuck you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they played baseball. Um, 
you know they've been trying to get soccer off the ground forever. Yeah, they, they did it in the seventies. Yeah, but the and, problem the problem is like culturally, uh, soccer in America is a girl sport and lacrosse is a boy sport, it, it, and it's it, very hard to kind of shift those cultural. Parameters. And what they tried to do, because David Beckham was so big, David Beckham was... That's right, LA fact, Galaxy. Yeah, but Liam Plunkett, oh. I mean, it's not quite the same as David Beckham in terms of world brand I date. I mean, he's not married to Posh Spice, is no. he? No. Or probably anyone. No. I mean, he's probably got a girlfriend. But. I don't know. But anyway, so he's got... And Quentin de Kock, you know you're very amused by the existence of... I was watching England, South Africa, and you went... It was Quentin uh, no, de Kock. No, all, all, all cricketers' names are ridiculous. I don't know why. Like, what, like Henry Wank? Well, like it's not Liam Plunkett. <laughs> well, Liam Plunkett. Is They're not as funny as Quentin de Kock, though, are they? No, nothing is. Um, that gives you proper batsmen holding the bowlers' willy oh, yeah. kind of opportunities. But So Quentin de Kock, yeah. uh, who's, who stopped playing for South Africa Test Team and plays only white ball cricket, I think, um, is going to go and play in this American Major League thing. And I just thought, do the Americans need me to write a guide to cricket? Yes, they definitely, definitely do. do. But isn't there also, um, because we watched the Super Bowl when we were in Hollywood, right, with our friends. Oh, yes, we did. And it was, and it went on for five hours. So we know yeah. full well that Americans do have the bandwidth to watch a very, very long game of sports. But, and there I must pause you, because yes. what cricket has been doing has been getting shorter. So in order to try and get people to watch cricket, they first of all brought in one-day cricket in uh, the 1960s, and it was 60 overs long, and then it became 50 overs long, and then that wasn't short enough, and we introduced 2020. Yeah. And now there is 10-10, which is a 10-over cricket. And Liam Plunkett was saying that with all the innovations in the game, with the 10-10 and the 100, and the 100 is just 100 balls. Your smash, accent smash, is man. getting better. Is that, is that yeah, getting better? it is. What? Neil agrees. Why, I won. Why, I? Jackie Chorton. What is the name? Whoa, Bobby. <laughs> it's like being in a room with Jimmy Nail. Listen, it's... <laughs> oh, my crocodile shoes. <laughs> So yeah, so cricket's been getting shorter and shorter and Liam Plunkett was literally saying the format's changing, they've got the 10-10, they've got the 100 and now the Americans are ready for it because it's got shorter because it's about four hours. I, I, baseball actually takes quite a long time. Baseball's actually a great game and I really like baseball. Um, the, the, so but we need to explain to them. So you want to explain to things like at quarter to four, we stop for tea. Yeah. No, you can't have coffee. Uh, and Don't chuck it in Boston Harbour. Exactly. I was thinking there's a Boston Tea Party thing there, but it's basically you, you know you stop for tea, but not for coffee. Uh, That's right. Pack your pack your coffee away. Yes, put your coffee away. This is this is this is cricket. And, uh, and sandwiches. Course, so cr- cricket. So your cricket. You know, lunch, tea. Yeah. Uh, and I'm afraid and, there will be no hot dogs or big gulp drinks. Or there so-called be, Miller Light. Yes. <laughs> there will be warm tetley and. Sandwiches cut into triangles and tea. God damn it! There will be cups of tea, PG tips. And so then we have to. So in explaining cricket, the joke is you have to not fall into the trap. There are some old boring traps about cricket, aren't there? Right. There's some tea towel thing about you know when one side goes in, when the other side comes out, and when they're out, they go in, and then you're in, and then you bowl a maiden over. <laughs> oh, that and sounds I, quite funny. I've never seen yeah, that. Yeah, but I've seen like cricket okay. people. So yes. I suppose that's like that's 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 lame. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like explaining to cricket. Things like they do play it in Yorkshire, but they're racist. Okay. So you, you have sort of modern things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a bit of an abomination, as you know, that they call batsmen batters now. Um, whereas oh, in don't America, don't go down that path. That's that so that's so old man to care about stuff like this that. This is going to be quite an old man column. If I'm going to yeah. explain cricket to the Yankees, are you sure that this is the column that you want to do this week? Why? Do you, maybe you're you... saying I've done a couple of slightly shit ones. I'm not saying shit. I'm saying you've done quite a lot of safe ones. And you're oh, cricket. You hate it when yeah. I'm risky. I know, but sometimes I do hate it when you're risky. But I Have think... you got a risky one for me? No, I actually haven't. 
Oh, oh yes, I have. Yeah. I, no, I have. I've got a good one. Like the safe ones, the sort of. I've got a good one. I've got. I've I got, got a, a risky one as well. I've got a good one okay. that you also haven't seen because you didn't rip it out. So it's, paper. it's dangerous, but you will. Are you going to the paper that I tore up and it was still What there? you need to do is one that's a bit edgy, You're but going incredibly past the TV. popular. You must be going to business. I'm going to foreign, which is what you <gasps> never read. You never no, read the international pages. Foreigners are up to. How do I sum this up? There's been a court case in America that backs the fundamental right to be rude. Fuck off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it, the court case came out of a public Get meeting. Get to the point, fatty. It was a public meeting in Massachusetts. Okay, not interesting. A small public yeah. meeting for like about you know curbside collections of bins or some, some small stakes. And a woman called Louise Barron stood up and she said, this board, like this town, is spending like drunken sailors, she said. The That's Jaws- not really Massachusetts, is it? Uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Harvard board. We're in a hub. This board, like this town, is spending yeah. like drunken sailors, she said. The, no, that's New Jersey. Something, <laughs> somewhere in between. The board members... Do it in Geordie. She, no, I can't, I can't. I can't. I can't do Geordie. I can't do Welsh. When a, board, when a member of the board accused her of slandering town officials and declared that he was going to stop the public comment session now, she replied, you need to stop being a Hitler. You're a Hitler. I can say what I want. And she was ordered to leave. Okay. Right. So a, a lawsuit came out of this altercation um, and it has the court has sided with the rude woman, Baron, who's now 71, upholding her right to be rude to public officials. Okay, now, you know that I think the first person to mention Nazis or Hitler loses the argument completely entirely for good. You're such a fucking Nazi about this. But... All right, Goebbels. But... What's the... But um, it is, yeah. it's an interesting... It it's, is an inter- it's, it's interesting. interesting that she went Hitler. In this country, there's such a massive... I don't know, you'd think they would be there. But the, 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 the racism thing, is there's such a thing where if you say Hitler... Yeah. It's, and it's not more or less, like when Gary Lineker said, it's not more or less. Not, it's just Hitler was bad. It's an obvious thing to say mm. Hitler or Genghis Khan or Stalin or whatever. So but people always do Hitler and it's boring and lazy. That's yeah. what I object to. If you're going to be rude to someone, says Giles Corrin, this is this, how you do it. If one was going to write a column, it would be like... Because look, what's the truth in my life? What is the thing when I'm, when it's my job to phone up an insurance company and I'm kept holding too long or I have to sort something out? You, what's the one thing you always tell me? Don't swear. Just don't swear. Just don't swear. Whenever I phone anyone, my mum, don't swear. Just, <laughs> just don't swear. And there's, a, there's an element where I know I, I just, I come off the phone and I say, I've sorted it. I, look, I was quite angry, darling, but I didn't swear. Mm. And you always look quite relieved because That's there's the only a thing that matters. point when I've said fuck shit bollocks, you just, mm. you, or, or Hitler. But you can get as angry as you like as long as you I always, What I've always tended to do is when I'm speaking to like Santander about my fucking mortgage mm-hmm. like, and I've been holding for three hours and it's a really, and they can go, you can go online. Yeah, but the option is not online. Yeah. And I phone them up and I want, I always would go, hi there. And they finally, they answer the phone. I go, hi, hello, Maureen. Or hi, listen, Maureen, fuck. Jesus, I, you know, this is not about, okay, I've just got to tell you I'm really angry, just so that you know yeah. it's not you personally, and I, you sound lovely, but I'm fucking furious with having waited for three hours. And they go, well, because you're not especially busy, are you? I don't mean you personally, Maureen, I mean Santa, and I just want to say, and and, it's, and I try really hard to not be rude. Rudeness is on operates on so many different levels. I'm also reminded uh, by a, another thing, uh, which was a couple of years ago, an email you got from a reader who said, Giles, I've just split up with my girlfriend and I'm in a really bad place and I really like it when you give a restaurant a real hammering. Yeah. So do you, could, could you, and you kind of haven't recently, so do you think you could, so obviously there's, there's, there's all sorts of different 
ways that you can approach this. So this story, sorry, the American story about the courtroom in Massachusetts, it all goes back constitutionally to the right to be very rude to George III. So it goes right back to kind of old, old American. So you could maybe tie it together with cricket. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, that's a heavy comment. It is. The right to be rude to George III, the right to be rude to Charles III now being the thing. Well, exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, Which I wouldn't want to do because I'm having lunch with his stepson in a couple of hours. Are you friends with Tom Parker Bowles? Because you've never mentioned it before. Have I not? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a funny thing. Here's a funny story. Did you see the, the, the story headlined What the Dickens by the Daily Mail? Uh, well, it's just a new adaptation of... It is, and yeah. it is an adaptation of Great Expectations, but in it, Miss They're... Havisham, played by our friend Olivia Colman... Uh, She's not... I don't... I think she'd object if we called her our friend. We've met her I've once. I've met her. Once. Yeah, I've okay. met, like... She's, a, she's a very, very successful famous person that we've seen. That we've she's been very in the my si- sister, but my yes. sister has loads of famous friends, so I kind of buy all... She no. says hello, Giles, when I see oh, her. In that case, she's your friend, that's fine. Unless she probably thinks I'm Giles Wittell. <laughs> so she's not my friend, but she's she perfectly said, hello, nice. Hello, Giles, loudly. Then, really, her security sweep. I'm always really excited when she does know who I am. But that she is was very in exciting. Peep Show, wasn't she? With, with she was. Oh, my brother in law and Rob Thing. That's right. So, so, uh, anyway, so the, anyway, the new adaptation. She, her Miss Havisham is on smack, which is a loose term. I'm saying, first, she looks, she's got an opium pipe. Oh, okay. Right. And in it, Pip says, there's a, there's a scene in which, Mr., in, in which Mr. Pumblechook is seen being spanked on his bare bottom for fun by Mrs. Joe Gargery. Remember, Joe, Mrs. Jo, Joe Gargery's wife is this horrible woman who's yeah. mean to Pip. That's right. Uh, but we see her spanking Mr. Pumblechook on his bare ass. And, and, uh, Pip says, take your fucking hands off me. And what, look at you're shocked. You're I'm shocked. shocked. I'm very shocked. So basically, and there's this whole thing, and it's been adapted by some bloke who's always modernising things. Somebody, Stephen Knight, who's... Stephen Knight, very famous, Stephen Very Knight. famous Peaky for people blinders. who watch TV, he's, which I don't he's, do. He's, he's Peaky Blinders guy. He's made a modern version. His adaptation of A Christmas Carol portrayed Ebenezer Scrooge as a molested schoolboy who grew up to force Tiny Tim's mother into prostitution. Okay, so perhaps it's no surprise that Stephen Knight's BBC One version of Great Expectations turns Miss Havisham, played by Olivia Coleman, Giles Corrin's friend, into an opium addict and shows an ecstatic Mr. Pumblechook being spanked in a dingy bedroom. He's included references to the British Empire's connections to the slave trade, 
With several characters hammering home an anti-colonial message, Knight, creator of Peaky Blinders, said, blah, 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 it's what Dickens would have done. He was never banging the drum. He was saying, this is what's going on. People can draw their own conclusions. What I tried to do is imagine if Dickens was writing the story now yeah. and had the freedom to go to those darker places, what would he do? If he had been liberated to write the things that were going on that he wasn't allowed to write about one scene, he's a bare bottom, blah, blah, blah. Now, my point here is, the Daily Mail has kind of gone, oh, this is all shit. They've, I thought, I got through this piece and I thought, well, who are they going to find who thinks this is a bad idea? Okay? Because I read it, there have been so many great, there was great expectations with Sir John Mills. Uh, it was amazing in sort of 1947, directed by, I don't know, Dickie Attenborough or somebody like that. <laughs> uh, and, and there was, there'd be, it's great. And you're totally like the Copperfield. Um, you know, you, you're, you're, you're with, with the guy from Slumdog Millionaire. You're allowed to yeah. modernise that. That's sort of fine. Yeah, that was fun. But they found Dickens enthusiast Sir John Hayes, chairman of the Common Sense Group of MPs, <laughs> said this is fucking terrible. Yeah. We uh, said the trend among clueless politically correct zealots is to bastardise the great canon of English. Well, I just, I, I do, I, I do slightly wonder if it is. I mean, I, t- I respect his opinion, and he's got to update it somehow. And he's Stephen Knight, and this is what he does, and that's why you hire Stephen Knight is because he does stuff like that. Fine. I do wonder if that is what Dickens would have been doing if he'd been writing that. Dickens, the, the massive sentimentalist. This is much more like what Victor Hugo would have been doing if he was mmh, writing now. Mmh. Victor, Victor Hugo. En français. So Dickens. Qu'est-ce qu'il a écrit, Monsieur Hugo? He never. He never. So Les Miserables yeah. is so grim. Yeah, he did it. Oh, dishwasher's done. It's the saved by the dishwasher being done. You've never read fucking Les Mis. I've never read Les Mis, but I have seen the <laughs> musical. <laughs> and I watched the thing with that with Anne Hathaway, whatever her name is. And I was horrified. I was so horrified I had to go and talk to John Mullen across the road about how... Fontaine, Famous Dickens Fontaine, expert. When Fontaine sells her teeth, I'm like, stop. I was so angry with the whole thing. So I... I don't. I disagree that Dickens would be. Dickens would have, if he was yeah. writing now. He'd be. He'd set something in Battersea Dogs Home. I mean, he's so. No, no, like... no. There, but there are grimmer ones. And look, the point I want to do: making, trying to make uh, this Havisham a smack addict and have swearing, fuck, 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 and it yeah. made me think that a fun column like mm-hmm. "Where is all this going?" is modernising the Dickens canon. You yeah. Know? So, so update it's like the lot. A bit, and, and it brings in your rudely thing because he says, "Fuck." So it was like mm. Tale of Two Cities. It was the best of times. It was the shittest of times. Yeah. You know, it's a far, far wankier thing I do than I've ever done. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's no, that's cheap. Nope. No, no, do it. Yeah, that is cheap. Do it. Not do non-cheap. Like, don't go for like the bottom laughs. Okay. It's who like, was Mr. Pumbletrick? So people who used to work worked at the Times when it was in the old times used to go, used to, go to Pumbletrick's, and I was always like, which one was Pumbletrick again? Pumbletrick's was another shit restaurant where you could buy wine. No, no, no. Who is he in Charles Dickens? Who is he in The, the Great Expectations? Oh, isn't he's the one who's friends with Mrs. Gargery and, and thinks that Pip is a loser. And she thinks Mr. Pumblechook is great and they're all mean to Joe. Oh, are they? Oh, fine, I don't know. I will have to watch the series to find out. I've only read the fucking book six times. I can't remember any of them. I've actually never read the book and I know it's I could write the Dickens' rubbish column because he is basically rubbish. Just And then Mr. Misley Mop, the funny fellow, came in, but Mr. Shitey Horse, who was grumpy, said, fuck off. Mr. Mr. Jolly Tummy, the very jolly man. Yeah, Mr. Not Very Generous, the moneylender. Mrs. Sexy Bum, <laughs> the wife of Thing. Literally, without the names, Mrs. it's just Mrs. Victor Hugo, isn't it? Mrs. Meany Pants walked. <laughs> Mrs. Meany Pants wasn't very nice. <laughs> there is, it's like Wackford Squeers, isn't he the headmaster of Do the Boys Hall? But the thing is, it's like, is Wackford Squeers, are Wackford Squeers and Uriah Heap, are, are those names 
essentially in, like are they onomatopoeic of those people or do we just think that then onomatopoeic because well, whack for squares we... is like it's just got whack in it it's got whack. so do you know there's a, there's a, when when he was choosing the name of <laughs> does he hit boys what if it's, what, I think that's what he does. I think Wackford Squares <laughs> is the head boy of Do the Boys Hall. Right. I think he's the one who brings... Who whacks them all. Nicholas Nickleby in and says, I've got some bad news about your mother. She's not very well. In fact, she's very ill. She's very, very ill. She's dead. That's a pretty good line. Yeah, and it could also be from any of the other novels. Yes. In fact, maybe it I is. I think it's great for mutations. So it's just like a romp, a romp through Dickens. Um, you could do a romp through Dickens about, um, but what? What's that's going- not modernising. This is modernising. What's your plumb line? Dickens gets in, Oliver Twist gets into his electric car. Which he fails to charge. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Electric car is funny. It was like they're all, Oliver Twist. And Mrs. Gar- and Mrs. Gargery works in the call centre for Santander. <laughs> She's mean to people about their mortgages. Deliberately doesn't answer the phone. Yeah. Or she works at the DVLA. Or she works at the passport office and processes passports and really Oliver slowly, has so asked, no one could go on holiday. And Oliver goes into Starbucks and asks for a caramel, camera, camera, a caramel <laughs> latte. He asks for a vente, but it's yeah. not big enough. And he says, "Can I have some?" More. Yeah, exactly. And they go more. And the barista turns around with his septum piercing and says no. And they've all got yeah tattoos and shit. Exactly. And he deliberately misspells his name on the cup. <laughs> L- venti latte for poop. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of other things that I think are funny. Okay, go on. Beavers are to be are to return to London after 400 years. Okay. What do beavers eat? Because whatever it is that they eat, they're just going to eat through fag it. Fagbutts, actually. Fagbutts. Fagbutts. <laughs> fag chewing gum on sticks. And, and dog shit. Piercings. Basically... Beavers are to return to the capital. Capital! Beavers return to London, says the Daily Mail. Beavers are to return to the capital for the first time in 400 years. The rodents were once hunted near extinction, but two will make their home in Paradise Fields. Ooh. Oh, dear. Giles and Esther have a little joke about Paradise, don't we? If anything's called Paradise, it's shit. Ever stayed at the Paradise Motel. But anyway, Paradise Fields is in, in Greenford, in urban Greenford in West London. No disrespect to the people of Greenford. But the Paradise is a bad sign. Anywhere that calls itself London that I've not heard of. It's not London, is, is it? Is it near Hayes, Greenford? I think Greenford it is. Greenford is in Essex. I feel it's like not when I come London. back from the airport. Is it, is it where? No, it's Wessex. Where? It's out west. He's pointing at me. And he's uh, in the north. Yeah. Uh, no, it is because when we take the Hayes bypass, the 312, yeah, right. to get back to when we don't want to do the M4, uh-huh. we go 312 to the A40 yeah. to get home. Because the only reason to go further west than Hampstead from here is to go to America. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, you have to, when you come the Hayes Bay bypass, it says it obviously Greenford. And okay. I go, no. Okay. Except now I might go there because it's got beavers. Because it's got beavers right they'll be transported to the site in the borough of Ealing from Tayside Scotland this oh, autumn Ealing. the public will be able to go on safaris to see them <laughs> Dr Short and then some dentists will shoot them both yeah. get them made into hats and yeah. then pose with it in the Daily Mail yeah. Mr. Mr. Uh, Dr. Sean McCormick, chairman of the Ealing Wildlife Fund, said many people assume beavers to be a wilderness species in fact we've just forgotten how closely we used to live with them uh, it's hoped that beavers dam building activities will be helped to prevent flooding downstream around Greenford Station and surrounding seas. They build some dams, like they'll have to build uh, contra flows. It's cheaper than having builders do it. I hope they're anyway. going to have the proper health and safety. What I want to see is a little beaver in a yellow hard hat. Yeah, and a high vis. In a hot, oh, holding so a little cute. stick, holding a little thing that goes stop, stop go, go, stop, in this go, little pause, in this little pause. Yeah, I mean, you have to phone the phone the hotline. The, yeah, the, beaver hotline, beaver and you and you ring up and they go, and you go hello, and they go. Press one. That'd be a good end. That yes. would be a good end to end with. But the thing is, is that I want to make my joke about the Beavers return to the capital after 400 years, because there used to be Beavers here. What's changed? Conversation between two Beavers, all right? What was the good joke? So talking, like, oh, you said the other one, the, the other, one of them says, I remember when all this was fields. And the other one says, Do you know a good dentist? 
You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin. And me, Esther Walker. To find out what I wrote about in the end, pick up a copy of the paper or treat yourselves to a digital subscription. Digital subscription.